Next on BYU Sports Nation, game day eve for BYU football. Your top three storylines for the Cougars and Cornhuskers. ESPN analyst and NFL Pro Bowl linebacker Chris Spielman will join us live. What's BYU's biggest advantage over Nebraska? Plus, it's another Fast Friday with former NFL linebacker Brian Keel and Nate Austin of BYU Basketball gets bold. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the BYU Store, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station, live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, September 4th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's personal chauffeur, Jerem Jordan. Someone's got to do it, and someone's getting him on the plane in an hour when BYU football takes off from the Provo Airport to head to Lincoln. The adrenaline is flowing on campus here as BYU gets ready for Nebraska. I don't know how long we counted down. You know, the 200 Too long. <laughs> with countdown to the Cornhuskers. It is game day eve. We are playing football tomorrow, finally. Finally. There's football season and non-football season. That's about to end. We are doing this live from the BYU store because it's game day. We got tons of swag to give away. Twitter contest, live crowd on hand, if you didn't notice. And four, (laughs) count them, four guests today, including a four-time NFL Pro Bowler, Chris Spielman. He's on the call tomorrow from Lincoln, Nebraska. So, Jerem. Not to mention women's soccer game day. They play Utah at Southfield tonight. No, the number nine team in the country, BYU, play. So it's a huge day. Game day for soccer. Game day for BYU football. Let's get to the rest of the BYUSN headlines. Nebraska announces its five suspensions for tomorrow's game against BYU. Two of those suspensions, junior linebacker Michael Rose-Ivy and senior cornerback Jonathan Rose. Both of those guys, Jerem, listed as starters. Junior tight end Seathan Carter, also suspended, was listed as a potential starter. So Bronco Mendenhall. Sounds like they're cheering for the suspensions. They probably are, (laughs) and they should. We'll get to more of that in just a little bit. Bronco Mendenhall said he won't announce the BYU suspensions until after tomorrow's game. And why should you announce your suspensions? I'm not sure why Nebraska did in the first place. Is it good PR? Great. Is it good for game planning? No, it's not. As mentioned, women's soccer game day in Provo. The ninth-ranked and undefeated BYU Cougars host that team up north at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. The Cougars are 3-0. What a night for the Cougars in the NFL preseason games last night. Paul Lasique caught a touchdown pass, and Alani Fua had three tackles. Their teammates for the Arizona Cardinals. Kansas City Chiefs safety Daniel Sorensen intercepted Nick Foles. Nicely done. He got himself into a highlight. And Wani Unga led the New York Giants with eight tackles last night. All four of those guys look poised to be on 53-man rosters. Wani Unga is going to make the Giants after missing all of last year after being hurt in the 2013 fight Hunger Bowl. That's a great... That's a great story. And ESPN yesterday announced that it will broadcast 12 BYU men's basketball games this year start, uh, on the ESPN family of networks starting November 16th with Long Beach State. BYU TV uh, will cover the majority, if not the rest, of those home games. We'll announce that later. You ready to take this next level? Let's go, man. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. One day more. I remember 
this feeling last year, and we are now sitting in garbage for the rest of the show. And we don't have to clean it up. This is the great part. The confetti cannons are out of control. I can't oh, even see my computer t- anymore. You were gone last year when this happened. That okay. was in Connecticut last year. This is awesome. Okay, one, one great thing about being in the BYU store is it's great to be in the BYU store. The second is that in the studio, we still have confetti falling from the rafters. I'm dead serious. From last August 29th. So I wish good luck to those cleaning this up later. <laughs> really, we'll stay and help out. Nope. Yeah. No, we won't. No, we, okay, maybe we will. We have to now. Let's get down to business. Starting with today's Twitter question. Jeremy, set it up. What's your bold prediction for BYU at Nebraska? Use the hashtag BYUSN. What's your bold prediction for BYU at Nebraska? At GHanson25. Taysom Hill will have 175 yards rushing Whoa. and 250 wow. passing. That would be a monster number. <laughs> okay. Okay. At, at Big DXPC, we are going to win with a big margin. It will be a great game. At Dave Florence, have a turnover margin of plus three. That is quite bold. Extra our, bold. Our consistent offense will not miss a beat. Defense has more confidence coming in. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. We'll tell, tell you ours in a moment. Hang on a second. Okay, some of those with the blue goggles on, some you of those. You can see those, the plus three. I can see the clarity of those projections. The 425 total low for Jason yes, Hill. absolutely. Here are your guys are great, by the way. Three storylines for the BYU at Nebraska season opener. Number one, we just mentioned this. The suspensions on both sides. We know Nebraska's now. The Cornhuskers have suspended five players. Two of those who will have or would have had a significant contribution for the Cornhuskers, notably linebacker starter Michael Rose Ivy. And from what we've learned, Jerem, the linebacker depth was already a concern without him. That, okay, so this is a big deal because BYU is going to need to be able to rush the ball effectively. What does Taysom Mill do the best? He rushes the ball well. You hope that he can pass, pass the ball effectively. But if the, one of the stud linebackers is out, that, that can help BYU. Now, the suspensions have not been announced for BYU. Will BYU have similar uh, you know, effect uh, from those suspensions? We will, we will see tomorrow. But the hope for both teams is in game one, can you field the best team you can and come out with a win? Because there's a lot of pressure on Nebraska in game one under Mike Riley to win this game. The second starter that is expected and will now have to sit on the sideline that was supposed to be a starter is Jonathan Rose, a cornerback. So for Mitch Matthews and Nick Kurtz and Mitchell Juergens and Taryn Houck and Trey Dye and Devon Blackwin and the rest of that talented BYU receiver core, this only helps them that much more. I think they like Honey Badger. They don't care. They don't care who's out there. They just want to catch Let's passes. Play. They're confident. They don't, they don't care who the CBs are. Tight end Seathan Carter. He's the guy that had the second most career starts coming back when you look at that Nebraska roster. Apparently he had like a bad fall camp, so we weren't sure how much he was going to play. But regardless, any suspensions will hurt this Nebraska team already in a state of flux with a new first-year head coach. And BYU, we know Sione Takitaki is not going to make the game. We don't know the others. Obviously, Jamal Williams is a huge loss. Uh, bigger than any loss for injury or suspension from either side, right? Uh, so BYU will have to manage that way. But the preparation is over. It's over. The game plans are in. The travel is there. BYU will walk through tonight in Lincoln Memorial Stadium. And tomorrow they play. And for that guy at the uh, Big Blue Bash a couple years ago that said, they're not in the afternoons anymore, this game is for you, buddy. <laughs> I talked to Louis Lapuajo yesterday, and he said the same thing that you just did. Because I asked him, well, when do you fly out? And he said, tomorrow. I, I mean, all the preparation's done. Like, we, we they just, could play we just right need now. to go play. He's like, I want to play right now. He didn't want to sleep another night in Provo. 
Well, now they get on the plane in less than an hour to fly to Lincoln, Nebraska for tomorrow's season opener. Headline number two for BYU at Nebraska tomorrow on Saturday, September 5th. I still can't believe we're a day away. Bronco Mendenhall's expectations for the offense with the return of Taysom Hill. Bronco told me yesterday, and I set him up with, when you look at the last two years of the offense with Taysom as your starter, what are the expectations coming back now this year? And he said, without hesitating, I expect the offense to pick up right where they left off when they started 4-0. He wants to. He expects them to be what they were after the 4-0 start last year. Careful on the confetti. It's sticking to us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when you look at what BYU fans expect, and I think the team as well, it's that exact point. I don't think BYU fans are thinking, okay, this is going to be the 8-5 team from last year that gets better. I think BYU fans think this is the 4-0 team with Taysom Hill healthy that now picks up where they left off. That's not exactly true, but that's the idea that I think that BYU fans have right now. Because if Taysom Hill is in that game, and he's the best player on the field tomorrow, and in almost every game BYU plays, he'll be the best athlete and player on the field, that BYU has a really good chance to win that game. And tomorrow's no different. Throw out suspensions. Throw out it being on the road. Throw out all the storylines. At the end of the day, can you make a play... And BYU fans believe that Taysom Hill will make plays tomorrow. I think BYU fans expect to win this game, which is a little surprising. A few months out, I thought, well, let's see what we get. I feel that BYU fans will be disappointed if they don't win tomorrow. That's how high the expectation is for this offense. Let's put a point total on what to expect with Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback and what better way to gauge that than what he did in the four games he started and finished last year. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yes, it is. 37.5 points per game. That's what BYU is averaging in the first four under Taysom Hill as a starter. Now, the Utah State game, of course, he leaves in the second quarter. We don't include that one, but the first four, BYU was putting up 37.5. And And you look at the competition. BYU played two power fives. They put up 41 points in each of those games. Texas and Virginia. So BYU playing a better... Nebraska is better than... Uh, any P5 of the three that BYU played last year. And it's on the road. But I'm confident that BYU can go in. I, I don't think they put up 38. Maybe they do. But I think BYU gets into the high 20s, low 30s, and can the defense play well enough? To me, and I've said this a lot, the offense will win or lose games for BYU. Will the defense be good enough? I've said first to 24 wins the game tomorrow. I asked Bronco yesterday, is it safe to say first to 24 wins? And he laughed and said, yeah, I think that's a good He a thinks good that for stick. every game, no matter who they play, no matter where they play. Of course he it's, does. If you watch Inside BYU Football, you saw 24 up on the wall. That's how important it is to BYU to score 24 and allow less than 24. That is the benchmark. Headline number three, and this is the matchup that all of you should be paying attention to tomorrow. Obviously, BYU without the services of Jamal Williams, who withdrew and is sitting out this year with a red shirt. What can the BYU run game do against the strength of the Nebraska defensive line? Greg Sharp, the voice of Cornhusker football, told us specifically about the importance of the defensive line being a key tomorrow in the game. Well, there's no question the defensive front's really good. It's, it's a solid four. The defensive front is the key to Nebraska, and, and I think really one of the keys to this game. Greg Sharp, the voice of Nebraska football, pointing out that the strength of the Nebraska football is the defensive line. Well, what can the BYU run game, led by Algie Brown, Nate Carter, Adam Heaney? There's some unknown there. Running back by committee, I don't know. Who's going to get the most carries? We think it's going to be Algie Brown. What can they do against that very talented Nebraska defensive line? And don't leave Taysom Hill out of it. Obviously, less designed runs 
Uh, and how, what's been taken out of the playbook? Tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff, Kathy Aiken has a story where she uh, talked with Taysom Hill, some interesting insight. 2.30 Eastern uh, time tomorrow, but less design run for Taysom Hill, obviously. But how much does he feel in the moment, not talking to us or the media, of when, they need, when he needs to insert himself in the rush game? BYU, I think, will need to pass the ball really well tomorrow to win. And it, to me, I'm not even worried about Algernon Brown and Nate Car- I'm worried about the offensive line. Can they block this really talented defensive line led by Malik Collins of Nebraska tomorrow? Riker Matthews and Ului Lapaho both said, we just want to play somebody else. We want to challenge ourselves. We just want to find out if we can do it. I think, I think they're ready. I really do. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Nebraska? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Ron Bond 2015, a little vague here, but I like it. The BYU running backs will be able to have a great running game. That is bold. What what qualifies as great, though? 150-plus. I don't know, 200-plus, right? Just the running backs, 150 would be quite the number. And now Nate Carter, all five foot nine of them, is the number two running back. He's on scholarship now. Time to raise his game, right? Algernon Brown, Nate Carter, these guys are going to have to be good, especially in short-down situations when it comes to it. At Family Budge says, this team is not the 4-0 team from last year. This team is going to be better, speaking of BYU. That's the hope, man. That's the hope. Going 4-0 in September, that would be quite the accomplishment. Up next, College Football Hall of Famer, NFL All-Pro linebacker Chris Spielman joins us live. What the ESPN analyst says BYU has to do to beat Nebraska. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on the Twitter machine. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We are live from the BYU Store. These guys are great, man. Game day. They just woke up and then came over here. They haven't even eaten. They're all hungry for a win tomorrow. Hey, check out our live pregame show tomorrow. Countdown to kickoff. 2.30 Eastern time, 12.30 Mountain. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler live from Lincoln. Spencer, Brian, David, Michael, Lisa, and Provo. If you're local, you can come hang out at the broadcasting building. You can reserve your seat online. I believe we filled that up already. But just show up if you want. Eight and up. Bring your friends. Come hang out. Free pizza and cookies at halftime. It's awesome. It's a, ain't no party like, party like a Provo party, Spencer. It is an absolute mess in here. The confetti cannons <laughs> have gone off. Crazy fans behind us. Now breaking out in the BYU fight song. Great scene at the BYU store. Our Twitter question today, what is your bold prediction for BYU at Nebraska? Let's go right back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Mormon underscore Madness 1. Is he a thug Mormon? Or Probably. She? Taysom goes all Texas on them. Cougs win 48-6? to six? Wow. Wow. I need two pair of blue goggles for that. Yeah, double up on that. Wow. 48 Even to then, that's a little hazy. Yeah, Cougar Yankee, Woo. he's here. Bold prediction, BYU 42, Nebraska 17. The loss of a key linebacker and cornerback for Nebraska are huge for our offense. That would, that would be a huge – listen, I'll take a one-point win. I'm not, I'm not going to be too, uh, you know – bold about it i i think just win i don't care how i'll tell happens. you my bold prediction coming up but if byu wins that it could be the ugliest win ever i don't care i'll just ta- win i'll take a two nothing win with a safety i don't care joining byu sports station now our first guest espn analyst nfl pro bowl linebacker and college football hall of famer chris spielman he'll be on the call 
for BYU-Nebraska tomorrow. He joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Chris, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Well, thanks for having me. Great to have you with us. We've got a live audience. They're excited that you're a guest on the show. Let's start with something that's also going to excite them, and that is Taysom Hill's playmaking ability. When you watch him on tape, Chris, what makes him unique as a quarterback? Well, I, I think, first of all, his poise and uh, the, uh, the ability to make the decision to tuck and run. Now, you would like to see him protect himself a little bit this year because of the injuries that he's had in the past. But when he makes that decision, he's so explosive and can turn a, a 10-yard gain into an 80-yard touchdown just with his explosiveness and speed. And I'm watching right now Todd McShay and I are sitting here breaking him down. And, you know, he does throw a nice ball. I just think he needs to be a little bit more consistent. And if they can put that together, he's going to have a, a monster year for BYU. Chris, this week we've been discussing this. If BYU wins, is it an upset in your mind? Well, I don't think it's an upset, no. I think BYU is a, is a very good football team, uh, outstanding defense. One thing that stood out about their defense, and, you know, everybody strives to play hard and run to the football. They really do do a good job of getting after it. Uh, the one question that I would have on BYU right now is obviously he's going to be able to carry the load at the uh, running back uh, with the loss of uh, Russell, or is it going to be Brown, or is it going to be by committee? So you have to establish a, a little bit of Brown game to control Nebraska, because Nebraska's defense is going to be very good up front. They have Malik Collins and uh, a couple other guys that are good run stoppers. So if BYU can get some balance established and be able to establish their running game, then Taysom Hill can have a big game throwing the football. It should be, uh, it should be a good game, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if BYU wins. Chris Spillman of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation, breaking down BYU-Nebraska tomorrow. He'll be on the call with Sean McDonough and Todd McShay at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. If you had to put an advantage on the BYU side, if you pick one of them that is the biggest against the Cornhuskers, what would you say it is, Chris? Well, I, I, I say it's Taysom Hill. I mean, I just think he's tremendous, and he's a game-breaker, and, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, can make plays when a play breaks down, and that can kill a defense. Uh, the other thing uh, I think is, are you going to be able to handle, handle Tommy Armstrong? And, you know, you can look at it, and people don't know a lot about Tommy Armstrong Jr., but, you know, you can say that he's kind of a poor man's Taysom Hill. And he's going to be a factor in the running game. I mean, Coach Riley has made it clear that that uh, Tommy Armstrong Jr.'s job is to advance the ball with his feet. And uh, we'll see how BYU is able to contain him. Yeah, I've been surprised by Tommy Armstrong as well. You look at total offense last year in the Big Ten, second only to JT Barrett, who was a Heisman candidate until the injury, of course. But what, which BYU team do you think we'll see tomorrow? Because there's the 8-5 and five team that finished the year. But there's sort of this idea that, hey, BYU at 4-0 was a different type of team before Taysom Hill's injury. Do you think they pick up where they left off at that point, or is it a whole new ballgame? Well, I think there, there's question marks, and the question mark starts in the secondary. I mean, are they going to be able to cover? And just watching this film, uh, you know, they're not great at playing man coverage. And if you're forced to play a lot of zone, offenses can run zone beaters or or just be very patient with the football, and that can wear on a defense. And so if I'm BYU, that's a question mark that I have coming in. So could you see an 8-5? Um, maybe. I don't know how well they're going to defend the pass. I know that their front seven is pretty stout, and it's going to be very difficult to run the ball on them. And on offense, you know, I, uh, 
you, you'd like to think Taysom is healthy and everything points to that, but until you actually see it happen in the game, until Taysom actually sees that happen in the game, then we'll, we'll see where he is physically, but more important, we'll see where he is mentally. Chris, you were an accomplished linebacker both at the collegiate and NFL levels. If you were making a game plan to defend Taysom Hill, what would you do? Well, uh, one thing, I, I, I think that BYU has great size at the receiver position, but they're late separators, uh, meaning that uh, they're not going to kill you with speed at that position. So if I have any ability to play man, I'm going to play man on those receivers. I'm going to have some uh, either at least one safety deep at all times, and I'm coming after them. And, and the thing with Taysom is that you have to make sure that every throwing lane is accounted for on your pass rush because what Taysom does so well is he takes those throwing lanes, turns them into running lanes, and that's where he's really dangerous when he's that dual threat. Chris, what matchup among position groups sticks out to you as one to watch tomorrow? Well, I think, uh, you know, Nebraska's had some injuries at wide receiver with uh, Pearsonell, who is an explosive player for them. So who's going to step up and take his spot? That remains to be seen tomorrow. But, again, I think BYU has a lot of question marks in that secondary, and I don't know the status of Davis yet at the corner. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but I don't know the status yet. And so in uh, their ability uh, to play any type of man coverage. So I would look for the, the interesting matchup for me would be the Nebraska receivers, which is a question mark against the question mark of the secondary, the BYU Cougars. College football analyst Chris Spielman of ESPN, College Football Hall of Famer, joining BYU Sports Nation right now as we look at tomorrow, BYU at Nebraska, 3.30 Eastern, live on ABC. Some people are excited about that. <laughs> Chris, when you look at what BYU wants to accomplish as a program, clearly Bronco Mendenhall has made it a point to schedule up, to go out and create opportunities so that the Power Five conferences will start to pay attention to them if they can win some of these big games. What do you think they have to do to prove with this 2015 schedule that they are a Power Five caliber team? Oh, I think they're a Power Five caliber team now. I don't think they have to prove anything. Uh, to me, I mean, you know, you look at that schedule and it's and it's brutal. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's another schedule like it. Now we'll see how it all plays out once the season uh, is over. But as far as um, being a Power Five team, they're they're they can compete in any conference in the country, in my opinion. And with this tough schedule, what what does BYU, in your eyes, uh, maybe need to prove with this schedule, which is considered one of the toughest in school history? Uh, what do you mean by prove? I, I don't. So, so they're amping up the schedule. What do you think that could mean for BYU? Well, it could mean a lot of great wins, or you know, it could mean six and six. So, but I guess uh, to me, I think the point is when. How do you define success with a schedule like that? I mean, I, I think if uh, if they if they get uh, eleven wins, and to me, with that schedule, if it plays out how it's supposed to, then I think. Uh, you'd have to consider them, I think, for the for the playoffs, in my opinion, because of that schedule. Now, if they're if they're if, if they're nine and three, I think that would be a success. You know, I don't know what the definition of success at, at BYU is, but I know it should be to win a national championship. But if they're nine and three with that schedule, I think they can hold their heads high. 
talking with Chris Spillman, ESPN College football analyst. Who feels more pressure tomorrow, Nebraska with a first-year head coach and a 29-game season-opening win streak, or BYU trying to go in on the road and get a win in a hostile environment? Well, I, I think pressure comes with big-time programs, and both programs are certainly big-time. And, you know, Mike Riley, is, it's his first game, and so people don't know what to expect. But if you're the head coach at Nebraska, you're always under that pressure, pressure and you're always under the scrutiny of the fans, and you wouldn't want it any other way. And I hope it's that way at, at Brigham Young as far as the football program goes. You want pressure. You want, you want people and your fans to care, and it sounds like they care from, from inside this phone when I'm here in the chair, but you want the care of the program. And so there's a lot of pressure on both sides, and who's going to rise to the occasion? And this is a, one of the best matchups of the whole weekend, in my opinion, because it's two good, solid teams two perennial powers going at it, and two great traditions. What kind of Nebraska team do you expect to see tomorrow with new head coach Mike Riley since they did uh, fire Bo Pelini? It's a new era. Well, I, I think you'll, you'll see what, uh, a well-coached team, uh, a disciplined team. I'm anxious to see how they tackle. Uh, they weren't a very good tackling team the past few years. Now, Mark Banker, who's the defensive coordinator, has made it a point to emphasize taking proper angles and, and making sure you wrap up, which Nebraska had problems doing last year. They're going to be a little bit more simplified on the defensive side of the ball because some of the mental errors. So uh, I expect them to play very fast. The, the question mark to me is that if BYU, is, as anticipated, goes up-tempo, it's supposed to be 95 degrees here tomorrow kickoff. And so is Nebraska going to be able to hang with those guys on defense? Chris, we appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Spielman. I should congratulate you for surviving the long, dry summer with no football. It's, it's back tomorrow for you in person. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Chris Spielman, ESPN college football analyst. If we had more time, we would have asked him what he thinks of tackling. That's always the thing on the broadcast. Man, they got to tackle better. So, and, and he alluded to it a little bit, but the Nebraska last couple years has struggled at tackling. He doesn't think it'd be an upset if BYU wins. And he said he's specifically watching the BYU secondary against that Nebraska wide receiver core without DeMornay Pearsonell, who went out with an injury. He's out six to eight weeks. You lost Kenny Bell, Amir Abdul, obviously not there anymore with the Lions. And he talked about the BYU receivers. He called them late separators. So maybe they can get separation later, you know, down the field or something, or use that height with Nick Kurtz and Mitch Matthews. We'll see. And Taysom Hill extend the play and allow them time to make separation. Chris Spillman again on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Up next on BYU Sports Station, it's a Fast Friday with another former NFL linebacker, Brian Keel, joins us in the confetti craziness. Welcome back to the BYU Store, live on a Friday, game day eve. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Man, the energy's high in here. It's fantastic. And it's amazing how much power you have when you have a t-shirt. It's wild. Uh, number nine, women's soccer tonight. BYU in Utah, 9 Eastern time at Southfield. Last week, they broke the Southfield Stadium record. I bet they break it again tonight. You can watch it live on BYU TV, 9 Eastern. The ninth-ranked ladies trying to go 4-0. They have outscored the competition thus far this season in three matches, 6 to nothing. Joining us now, 
another NFL linebacker. It's a linebacker theme today <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation. Brian Keel for a Fast Friday. Brian, welcome to the madness. Man, what do you think of all of this? <laughs> this is pretty sweet, man. It's legit. <laughs> Brian's got to go do <laughs> Brian's got his blue goggles on. What, what do you What do you see? What do you see about tomorrow's game? When I, blue when, I, when I put these on, I see one thing: victory. This is. Are you at Lee Corso? This is the purple pep rally directing the chorus behind us right now. Okay, let's talk about the specific game. You you have felt the game day jitters before a season starts a number of times. What's it like traveling to that first game? You have to do this on the road. Yeah. What's it like for the players right now? And some people are nervous, sweaty hands, just nervous. Some, pe- some people are just cool, calm, collected. Some people get angry and agitated, like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. You try to come up to it like uh, Kelly Papinga, who's a coach now. He was he was like that. You you go to try to have a conversation with. No, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> Everybody responds differently. I'm excited though, and I'm jealous, man. This is this is big time at Nebraska. I mean, that's just historic. When when in the game, that opening game, did you get comfortable? When did the nerves go away? And okay, now I'm playing. Um, you know, they talk about getting the first hit out of the way. Especially when it's the opener, the first game of the season. It's a little different than week eight or week nine. Because you still have jitters, but it's different when it's the first game of the season. For me, it was always just getting that first hit out of the way. Kind of wakes you up and, okay, now now I'm ready to play. You played in a big venue at Notre Dame in 2005. Huge stage on TV and obviously in person as a player. What kind of atmosphere... I guess advice would you give to the BYU players when they go into 90,000-plus at Memorial Stadium? I think the biggest thing at Notre Dame, probably the biggest venues I played at, Notre Dame in 05 and then in 07 at the Rose Bowl. BYU is going back there this year. And I think there were a lot of guys on the team that were kind of intimidated by the venue. And, And that hurt us. And you can't be that way. It doesn't matter where you go or who it is, you know, whether it's Goliath standing across the, the field from you, you have to be confident in your preparation and in your abilities. And then you can go out there, and it doesn't matter who's about across, you can win the game. And that's what you have to do. That's what they need to do on tomorrow. Speaking of confidence, uh, where are you the most confident in BYU's team tomorrow? Um, okay, that's a good question. I'm going to put my confidence on number four. He's our guy. Sorry. Gather the confetti back. <laughs> number four. Number oh, no, the oh, no, you spilled it on the floor. <laughs> He's our guy. Ah. Heisman candidate. All-American kid. I mean, he, he's our guy. He's hungry. He's healthy. I think he's a little angry. And I, I think he's going to unleash tomorrow. I agree. I think Taysom Hill is annoyed. I think yeah. he's annoyed of discussing his injuries. Yep. I think he's annoyed of Changing having his missed play style. of having missed 15 games. Yep. And I think an annoyed Taysom Hill is going to be a good thing. Chris Billman just told us that if BYU beats Nebraska, he would look at that as an upset. He puts BYU on the amen. same level. Okay. <laughs> so are you there with Chris Billman? Can terms I get of, amen? Okay, there you go. That's that answers the question. That's not an upset. Can I get amen? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Employees trying to do their job over yeah. here, ring up They're shirts and stuff. Over there. Yeah, we're Someone, working too. At though. least someone's working. We're working too. Yeah. This is our job. <laughs> Generally, the first game of the season, because there are jitters and the crowd is crazy and there's so much emotion involved, there are going to be some mistakes, perhaps oh, yeah. some sloppy play. But do you think, regardless of that, the BYU offense can pick up where they left off? When they were four and zero, because Bronco Mendenhall said, "My expectations are the offense will do just what it did before Taysom went out." I think so. Our, a lot of people may or may not realize this. Last year, Taysom going down that killed us, that hurt us. But our defense was our Achilles' heel last year, and it pains me to say that I've said it from here before. Our offense played fantastic. They scored enough points for us to win every single one of our games last year. Okay? If we're scoring 30-plus points, that's enough points to win the game. The offense is going to pick up right where they left off. The question is, DBs, keep them in front of you. Defensive line, stop the run. We could, we could do those two things, keep them in front of us and stop the run. I like our chances. I, I, ima- I imagine what it would be like if you were in the locker room, say, tomorrow. Uh, I, I, the last thing before you run out into the field. You want to give us a taste of what you would say <laughs> on the spot if you had like 30 seconds to address the team? Oh tomorrow. my goodness! Um, you know, I, well, I would try. I, I tweeted this out. I, I saw Duran Gray, just a little snippet of it in the Inside BYU production. That was fantastic. And um, so, you know, I'm trying to do my best impression of him. You know, talk about the history of the team. I would say to my teammates, I would say to my guys, we have bled together, we have sweat together, we have cried together. We cried yesterday, so tomorrow we can be happy. This is our destiny. This is our time. This is our piece of history in BYU. All right, let's go. Ready to go? Let's go. Let's go. Let's run out of there. I'm the backup punter. Let's go. I'm Red Almond. All right, bro. Johnny, here's the ball. Kick it. Let's just play tomorrow. We have to wait 26 uh, let's hours. Let's go right now. At AC English 1. At Somebody a- find me a helmet. A, a real one? At AC English 1. I love that Brian's confetti shirt matches the set. <laughs> this is my AC Slater. Prepared. Brian, great stuff, Vintage man. 1987 AC Slater. 1989, yes. Taylor Swift's in Salt Lake. That is an A.C. Slater shirt. Yes. Totally. Saved by the bell. <laughs> I just need some curls back here. I don't, I I'll can't. Give, I'll give you mine, Doc. I just need some curls. My Zach Morris? Does that make Jerry's Yeah, you're Zach's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slater. Slater. Screech. <laughs> what is your ball prediction for BYU at Nebraska? <laughs> That's a good joke, Preppy. We're back with more from the BYU store. Talk a little basketball next with Nate Austin. I have no comeback. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, including those that are going nuts behind us during our live remote from the BYU store. I want to mention that at Save Jerem is here. My number one homie, man. At Save Jerem is here. 
He's mad that I called you Screech, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to come after me. He kind of looks like me, so <laughs> we can share that Screech comment together, you know? If you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, Countdown to Kickoff is live at 2.30 Eastern time. We will be live from Lincoln and Provo. If you're local, come to the broadcast building, 8 and up. Come be in the audience. Watch the game on a 27-foot screen. It's going to be great. Tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern time, our pregame coverage, as well as our postgame show, which is right after the game. What is your bold prediction for BYU at Nebraska? That is our Twitter question today. At TashaLynn19, who is in the house, says, defense will hold the Huskers to single digits. Wow. Hashtag bold prediction. Wow. Let's bring in our second on-set guest of the day, Nate Austin of BYU Basketball. Nate, I know you're a huge football fan. I love BYU football. Wait, hold on. Pred- Give it up for Nate. Yeah. Give it okay. up for Nate. Okay. All right. There we go. Okay. 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 He's, He's back. Yes, one, you're back. Awesome. Two, I know you're a football fan. Bold prediction for tomorrow, BYU at Nebraska. Bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to say Taysom throws for four touchdowns. Wow. Throws for four. Wow. Okay. So they're going to score a lot tomorrow. I think so. I love, you know, Mitch on the outside, Nick on the outside, you know, good players. Let's do it. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That was weak. Yeah. Not many people agreed with that for some reason. I, hey, I don't whatever. Know. Yeah, four okay. T- it's bold. Are you okay with Taysom Hill throwing four touchdown passes tomorrow? You don't have to say much to get these guys right up. Okay. Let's talk hoops for a second. So, or many seconds. You just you just went to Spain. What was that experience like? It looked like it was fun. Oh, it was awesome. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, a little a little sightseeing, a little basketball, you know, some good food, some good time with the teammates. It was it was an awesome experience. That, you know, it was it, it was really good for our you know for our team to you know. Uh, unite you know, and, you know, and, and come together and, and, and you know play well. It was, it was good for us. What was the best sightseeing thing or food or whatever? You know, uh, and, you know towards the end we went to the Sagrada Familia, uh-huh. which is you know a really cool you know church that's been under you know construction for 133 years, but it's you know it was super ornate, super you know like a lot of intricate you know designs stuff like that. So it's really neat to see. It's all like Temple only took 40. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, it's always got to be a competition. Supposedly. Uh, Mitt Romney's wife went there, um, you know, a few years ago, and Anne. yeah, Anne, Anne Romney, and, and she said, though, you know, why can't the Salt Lake Temple be more like this? But I'm not sure if that's true or not. <laughs> oh Bring it up with Brigham. Nate Austin of BYU Basketball with us on BYU Sports Nation. What did you learn about your team on the floor in those four games, which were all four victories? Uh, I think the biggest thing is that right now, you know, I think we're a second half team, which you know, can be good, can be bad. But you know, I mean, most, most of the games we play, we're all you know, you know, really close to the first half. You know, a couple games we were down at halftime. You know, and then the second half, you know, there was, you know, a game that, you know, we held a team to 19 points. You know, the team, you know, we, you know, we, you know, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we held them, like, under 20 points, you know, under, under 30 points. And so, you know, right now, you know, I think we're, right now I think we're a, you know, second-half team. We, you know, we've got to be able to come out, you know, better, you know, in, in the first half and stuff like that. But, you know, we're, it, it seemed that, you know, it seemed like, you know, we're, you know, like wearing teams down. You know, we're, our style of play is, you know, really wearing teams down. And, you know, by the fourth quarter, you know, they're gassing and we're still going. And so, you know, we're still scoring points. And so, the, you know, the margin of victory looks like, you know, you know, looks pretty good because of, you know, he's wearing them down. One thing I noticed uh, that I liked was it seems like there's more balanced scoring. You're not leaning on, say, three guys to show up every night. You're going to have hopefully three or four out of five or six. <laughs> Do you get that impression as well? Yeah, you know, I think I just seen there's a lot of guys who can shoot the ball, guys who can score the ball. Um, you know, I think they should you know, be a, little, you know, a lot more of a, you know, a post presence, you know, a lot more, you know, you know thrown into the, you know, the Kyle or the, you know, that's Kyle Davis or, you know, Jamal or, you know, Mir Corp. Um, you know, plus, you know, Obviously, you know, Kyle Collinsworth can score. You know, Chase can shoot it. Jake can shoot it. You know, Corey, Nick. I mean, there's a lot of guys. You know, 
You could shoot it. We Jordan saw Chapman. that. We watched the games on Periscope, man. You were shooting from the outside. <laughs> I was shooting a little bit from the outside. Um, so yeah, I mean, this offense is definitely a lot more balanced. You know, it's not necessarily you know just going through a guy like you know like Ty who could you know who's averaging twenty five a night, but you know it's a lot more balanced. So it's it's it. it you know, for for opposing defenses, play a lot, you know, a lot tougher to stop. So you coming off an injury personally, how is your health right now with that hamstring situation as you push forward to now uh, a senior season that was granted to you by uh, the NCAA? Yeah, it feels really good. I actually I was uh, surprised you know, how good it felt in in Spain. I wasn't expecting it to feel as good as it did. So um, I mean, to me, it's my I mean, my hand is one hundred percent. It feels feels good. I don't you know, it, it's it, you know. It, to me, it's like it, to me, it's, it's like it never happened. So I'm just I'm going forward like that. Since the injury, uh, you know, the the climax was right before the Utah game. Stretcher. Are you going to avoid stretching your hamstring before tip off? <laughs> um, avoid stretching too much. I mean, I, to me, I, I think stretching is good. You know, to a, to a certain extent, but you know, overstretching or too much stretching can be you know can be bad. So I'll still stretch a little bit, but I still you know. I, 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 just for take me, it easy, man. Yeah, yeah, for me, I avoid certain stretches. You know, things that's like <laughs> it's like bouncing stretches or you know, things like you know, kicking the leg up in the air. It's you know, more more controlled stuff. Any seven footers should probably not kick their leg up high in the air on a regular basis. Yeah, probably basis, not. Right? Probably not. <laughs> Nate Austin of BYU basketball with us on BYU Sports Station. We're live at the BYU store. There were a lot of questions about this team and their defensive capability last year. Scored a lot of points, gave up a lot of points. How will this team be better defensively this upcoming season? Well, I think you know bringing in you know, Coach Lewis um, has been you know has been really big for us. Uh, he uh, you know he, I mean his whole his whole demeanor, his whole you know his whole mindset is all about defense and you know and stopping guys you know and, and you know, and, then, and then you know after you know, after we stop them then you know, then go and score. But um, you know we're, you know you know last year you know, we're, you know our team was more jumping out in passing lanes you know trying to steal the ball try to you know, you know deny guys the ball and stuff like that. This year it's a lot more you know kind of packing it in you know make guys you know make guys hit shots you know and not letting guys you know you know. Drive the ball and, you know, and get to the hoop. It's a lot more, you know, help defense. You know, kind of staying, you know, staying in gaps and and, and not letting you know teams penetrate our our defense. What what will the the uh, you know the contest for winning the West Coast Conference Championship be like this year against Gonzaga and the other teams in your opinion? Because that's that's kind of the number one goal. I take it every year. Is let's win conference. Yeah, I, I think this year even even more so. I mean, obviously, you know, so this is our our fifth year in the league. And, you know, we, you know, we're you know basically zero for four, and you know, in, 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 you know, getting that goal. And so it's it's definitely more of an emphasis this year. And, you know, you know, our, our coaches are talking about it more, the players are talking about it more. Um, and, and I think we all truly believe that if we just play better defense, you know, it's you know, it, it's something that's you know very possibly could happen. You know, it's, it's something that you know that, that will happen if we if we all lock in and are all on the same page defensively. Because you know, you know, offensively, you know, we can score you know with you know the best teams in the nation. But it's you know, it's those games where you know our you know it's you know like last year, you know, if Ty was shooting you know was shooting bad, you know, like you know our defense didn't always you know step up and you know and get stops. So this year, you know, on those nights where we're you know shooting a little cold or whatever. Um, we expect our defense to you know step in and you know and, and, and stop teams from you know, from scoring and, and still be able to get, you know to, to win those games. Nate, it's game day eve, college football tomorrow, featuring your BYU Cougars at Nebraska. Finally, finally. I know you said Taysom's going to throw four touchdown passes, but I need to ask you, who wins tomorrow's game? Oh, no doubt BYU does. There you go. No doubt. Nate Austin has no given doubt. his prediction. Without a doubt, he says BYU wins at Nebraska tomorrow. Nate, thanks for the time. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Station, we've got some more stuff to give away. And it deals with chocolate. That should perk up some people, right? Especially the ladies. Women love chocolate. <laughs> we also... That transition Give you our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> Chocolate is elite, that is for sure. We're back after this. 
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Joining us now is our fourth guest of the day, a four-guest show. It's that kind of day, Spencer. We're doing it big on game day eve. Live from the BYU store, fans behind us, going nuts, confetti all over the place. The energy is very high. With us now is the director of the BYU store, Mark Clegg. Mark, welcome to uh, our makeshift studio. Um, are you going to let us come back after the mess that we've created? Absolutely. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks. It's great. You're always welcome. Let's <laughs> loud noises. Let's start with this. What's your bold prediction for tomorrow's BYU at Nebraska game? I'm going to say BYU wins by two touchdowns. BYU by two touchdowns. All right. That's my bold prediction. It's hard. I think BYU's offense will surprise Nebraska. Mm. Yeah, that, and that's the thing that uh, BYU fans hope and I think are relying on is that Taysom Hill is going to lead BYU to victory. Um, when, when you look at the BYU store, what's, what's new this fall with what's going on with uh, the BYU store? Well, we've got a ton of stuff going on. As you know, we're the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We have anything a fan could want. In fact, we're going to launch something today on this. We're going to throw out a little tiny trivia. Okay. So, you know, we sell a lot of candy in the store. Oh, yes. One of the things that we sell is a chocolate-covered cinnamon bear. So they are fantastic, by the way. We are go- they are fantastic. We're going to say the fan that gets the closest to guessing how many individual chocolate-covered cinnamon bears we sell per year in the store wins a bag. How okay. many chocolate-covered cinnamon bears... In a year. In a year does the BYU store sell. Okay. Send in your responses at BYU store. Yeah. We'll answer that. B- BYU store will award that and answer that. We'll retweet that uh, after the show. So now so I'll, we'll even, give you about- I'll even give them a hint. Okay. okay. More than 100,000, less than a million. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that was so generous. When does this end? You want to do till the next seven minutes? We'll, we'll, we'll say until noon. Till okay. noon. We'll noon, say until noon. noon. Tweet your answers in until noon. So about an hour, seven minutes. How many? So now we also covers? have a fantastic sale going on. You probably saw that. And that is if you log on to BYUstore.com, you buy a blue shirt, which some of our fans back here have. Somebody hold up your shirt. Yeah. We'll throw in a white one for free. Wow. Buy one, get one free. Buy Who a blue, that? get a white one for free. Exactly. The Go Cougs. And shirt. Boise State, as you know, is a whiteout game. So you need that white shirt, right? That's right. BYU's home opener, eight days away. The season opener tomorrow at Nebraska. You brought up the moniker, the official store of BYU fans ever. The official outfitter, rather, of BYU fans ever. Where did that come from? How how did that Uh, come about? A bunch of us talking about it. You know, one of the things that we like to think about the store is that we are the heart and the hub of the campus. So when alumni, faculty, students, staff, you know, this is a place where everybody comes at some point in time in their BYU history. And then when they come back, they come here often, almost every single time. You know, we host lots of, BYU hosts lots of conferences during the year as well. So we consider ourselves kind of the heart and the hub of the, of the campus. And we want to make sure that every fan has everything that they need. We carry a lot of unique and fun products here. What's the traffic so, been like this week with the students back in school? It's been amazing. So I, I've been here only since July 14th. I wasn't sure what to expect. I was a student at BYU, but this is my first time back in this position. And I was blown away by the amount of traffic, particularly Monday and Tuesday, first two days of class. Crazy. 
create wall-to-wall. -wall. The kind of traffic you want. The kind of traffic yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Log so. on, BYUstore.com. They have anything and everything you could possibly hope for in terms of gear and fun as a BYU fan. Also, we'd like to thank you for being a sponsor of BYU Sports Nation. You allow you. us to do this every day for crazy fans like those behind us yeah. and awesome. in front of us. Yeah. Totally our privilege. Awesome. Thank you. Mark, great to have you, man. Great to have you as well. Go Cougars. Go Cougs. Send in your tweets at BYU Store. How many chocolate cinnamon bears does the BYU Store produce in one year span? Now let's go right back to your bold prediction. They've started really the high. Machine. <laughs> you got tweets. Bold predictions for BYU at Nebraska at Dave Farns says have a turnover margin of plus three. Our consistent offense will not miss a beat. Defense has more confidence coming in. Okay. What's your bold prediction? My bold prediction? How about this? Just win and end Nebraska's 29-game home opening or just opening win streak overall. They haven't been 0-1 in 29 years. That's a, In that streak, just by the win. way, Utah State twice and Utah once. For me, it's Taysom Hill throws for over 300 yards. Okay, that's that's a big number. I think 230 or 240 with Taysom, 80 rushing yards or so is a pretty big number. BYU's offense will lean on Taysom Hill. The defense will as well. That's what we learned from last year's team. Brian Kiel mentioned the injuries. You know, Brian, uh, not having Taysom Hill is a huge thing, but I think BYU's ready. The, a, a challenging schedule, maybe the most challenging top-to-bottom schedule in school history. A win at Nebraska would set the tone for what could be a really, really special season for BYU. A couple of things we did not mention on today's show but deserve some credit are former Cougars Zach Blair and Taylor Summer, uh, sorry, Daniel Summerhays at the Deutsche Bank Championship, Cougars in the PGA, and BYU Women's Volleyball. It's also game day for the 12th-ranked BYU Women's Volleyball team. They're ranked number 12. They're great as well. Volleyball and soccer bringing it. Now for our elite tweet of the day, coming from at B underscore Y underscore U underscore CJ. It's a lot of underscores. We snap Nebraska's <laughs> opening game win streak and hear chance of BYU on national TV as the clock runs out on our win. We'll find out tomorrow. Thanks to Chris Spielman, Brian Keel, Nate Austin, and everyone on our crew and this crowd. The conversation continues 24-7. Our Rise and Shout today brought to you by Dexter and Dexter helping you the most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to all of you, BYU Sports Nation. Those in the store and across the country that have helped us every day count down to Nebraska. And safe travels to those going to the game. Enjoy tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern, countdown to kickoff. One kick day more. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Joey Owens. We'll see you.